So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the AB Sports Podcast. Um, it's been about two weeks since I've had my last guest on, and I apologise for not having anybody on during that time, but hey-ho, uh, it just gets better and better, guys. Uh, and I said that last time, and I'm sticking to my word, because I've got a really special guest on this morning. Uh, she's a Wales and Bristol Bears international rugby player. Please welcome Kira Bevan. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, really appreciate it. Um, uh, how's the season gone for you? I know the season's just finished now with, with all the clubs, etc. Um, how's it been for you guys? Um, yeah, we're back into pre-season now, so it's been a fairly quick quick turnaround. But yeah, it's, uh, it's looking good so far. I've really enjoyed the first couple of weeks. Uh, considering everything that's happened, you know, with COVID, um, the schedules that you guys have been sticking to throughout the whole season and where you finished um, at the end of the season. Are you happy with where you guys are at? Yeah, I think because we can, we can only improve now. Um, I don't really think it could have got, you know, for lots of reasons, really, you know, like personally for me, you know, I had two back-to-back injuries. Um, so I don't think it could have gone much worse on a personal level. So, you know, and Dave's come in and, you know, he set his stall out really early, so it can only get better, hopefully. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to mention about Dave uh, later on the podcast. So, um, and it's, it looks like it's been very exciting since he's come in uh, to camp. So, um, but yeah, let, let's start this off there. I mean, how did you how did you get into rugby for the first time? Where did it all start for you? Um, probably my local rugby club in Ponte de Lice. Um, So that's. Um, I want to say it's South Wales, but more towards the West. Um, and then, yeah, my dad played um, growing up, played for you know the Swansea White and Aberavon and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then he coached the local team at Bont, uh, so Ponte de Lice. And then, yeah, I just tagged along with him, really, and just started kicking a ball about when I was younger and then got into it and played tag rugby and all that sort of stuff about the age of eight-ish. So a while. <laughs> no, it's it's actually quite good to to know that a member of your own family is actually in the game already and and knows knows the insides and outs, so so to speak, in terms of the sport. So um, um, it's good to sort of get that that guidance, I guess, from an early age growing up. Yeah, and that's all we that's what we do as a hobby is watch watch the rugby now. That's what we bond over. So, but yeah, he's probably my biggest critic and biggest fan. So I know if I've had a good game or a bad game, because he'll be the first one to tell me. <laughs> Have you um, managed to watch any of the recent internationals uh, over the last couple of months or so? Yeah, I watched the... Um, I obviously watched the, the Wales-Canada, um, mm. and I caught glimpses of um, Wales and Argentina, and I've caught a few of the England summer tour. Um, yeah, it's been good. High-scoring games, but... Oh, well, apart from Wales and Argentina, but no, they've been good, really good. Yeah, it's been really exciting, hasn't it? I mean, obviously the Lions games uh, has has happened over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. Um, how have you enjoyed watching that as well, if you had a chance to watch that? Yeah, I've actually really enjoyed having rugby on midweek. It's been nice to put your feet up on a Wednesday and watch what was basically South Africa, not yeah. South Africa, but... Yeah, it was really good. I've enjoyed, and I think I think the tour is going to be good because I don't know if, well, I, I don't know if I think it's going to be really competitive 
not that they're not competitive anyway, but yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really good test. Yeah, because I watched that game last night or the other night, sorry, and it was pretty much their South Africa test team, apart from maybe yeah, it was. people. So yeah, so it was yeah. definitely an eye opener, I think, for for the Lions because that's probably the hardest test they've had on tour, isn't it? So yeah. Absolutely. Um, but really enjoying, or really going to enjoy, sorry, this game on, uh, tomorrow against the Stormers mm -hmm. and then yeah. the series. So, um, but very best of luck to all the Welsh boys out there and all the other internationalists as well, because I, I know it's going to be such a good game, but yeah. Gareth's going to have such a headache trying to pick that uh, test team for next week. Oh, I know, that back row. I wouldn't want to pick it. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I tell you what, I was really excited to see Sam Simmons in there. Mm, yeah. Um, one of many players, I guess. But because um, there was a lot of chat about him, wasn't it? Leading up yeah. the series. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of Welsh boys in there. Um, you got mm. Liam Williams, Louis Zamet is in there. Yeah. Dan I think Bigger. Josh Adams for me is probably, I nailed on to be, be one of the test wingers, I think. Mm hmm. I think he's got he's got to be in there. Well, do you know what? I think it's going to be him and maybe um, Louis Zamet. I don't think they're going to pick Duan. Oh, do you know? I would have gone him. See. Well, if you think about it, they've got Colby on one wing, and then I think it's Mapimpi in the other wing. Yeah. Um, and they're going to go for speed, and they're going to go for people who can compete well in the air. Obviously. Yeah. Um. But you never know. I could be wrong. They could pick Duan next week, but I think mm. Louis and Louis and Josh just edge it for me, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, do you go Stuart Hogg or Liam Williams? Obviously, I'd say Liam Williams is probably a bit better in the air, but it's mm. uh, a tough one. Decisions. This is why nobody wants to be Warren Gatland right now. No, <laughs> so. no one, no one. I'm excited to see Marcus Smith play on Saturday. I think he's going to be. He's going to be good to watch on Saturday, I think, for the storm against the Stormers. Yeah, I know because I heard the injury about uh, Finn Russell, and then I mm. thought to myself, who's going to come in for uh, Russell? Mm. Um, and then Marcus Smith's name was called, and I was like, holy moly! Like yeah. Warren has actually picked somebody pretty good there, you know? Yeah, um, he could have gone easy with picking Johnny Sexton if he wanted to, mm. like. Because that's what the most probably the obvious choice would have been. But I'm kind of glad he's gone for someone who's actually on form. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really excited, really looking forward to seeing what, what will happen over the next you know month or a few few weeks, etc. So um it's gonna be really a cracking uh, series actually towards the end. It's gonna be really good. So very good, yeah. Um but anyway, sorry, let, let's come back to your, your <laughs> rugby. I know, I know the Lions have just been like the hot topic over the last couple of months or so, but um, yeah, it's good to talk about that as well as your career as, as well. So, um, but let's talk about your Wales debut then, which okay. I think was back in 2015 against yes. England. Um, just talk to the viewers about what, what it was like coming on um, onto the pitch and making your debut, uh, playing in front of fans, etc. What was it like? Yeah, it was really, it was a special one for me because we, it's it's a really weird one because we never had a like a specific home ground, um, back in twenty fifteen or sixteen or seventeen really for that matter, and until we were kind of put in Cardiff Farms Park, 
Um, and so obviously it was in St. Helens, which is the ground that's based on the front in Swansea. And obviously I was born in the hospital, which is like literally a five minute drive from, from the ground. So, you know, and all my family are based in Swansea. So it was, it was really special to, to get my first cap and where it was more than anything. Um, and just having all my family there, you know, my my mum, my dad, obviously they come everywhere anyway, but then like my nan and all that sort of stuff. So it was it was great that they could be there to to see it all. So yeah, it was and to and to win was was ideal as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good winning games, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It doesn't happen that often. Um how so how did um did you did you get any advice from other players before you made your debut? Did you get any that little bit of I guess motivation in that respect before coming into the game. Um, it was, I well, I came like um. So Karen Lake, who is probably one of my like, well, is my best friend. Um, she got capped a couple of years years before, but then she she had a baby, so took some time out, and then she kind of got recapped, if you like, because it was such a long time. Um, and we came onto the pitch at the same time, so that was really nice. Um. For us to do that together, that was nice. Yeah, uh, that sounds really nice. It does. Um, but I mean, you've had, I guess, something like thirty-five caps for Wales so far. It seems. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what have been some of your favorite memories, favorite favorite games so far in your career? Has anything stood out for you so far in your career? Um, I th- so yeah, probably my first cap and first start in twenty fifteen. Um. And then probably more towards the Ireland game in the World Cup. So we had to beat Ireland in 2017 if we wanted to automatically qualify for New Zealand next year. Um, but I feel like only like a handful of players actually knew that. Like I had no idea that we needed to win. Um, so that was really special just to beat Ireland in their home World Cup in the way that we did in, in the Kings in Kings Pan. Um, that was really special. Um, and then probably more recently, like the Barbars game. Um, so we had a double header with the Barbarians um, at the Principality. That was that was a great game there. It was it was just different because it, it had a test match feel to it, but it was still, you could just go out and enjoy. So that was really nice. And speaking of Barbarians, I mean, they must have had uh, lots of players, you know, from mm. different countries all into one team together. Uh, loads of caps between them. Uh, mm. It must have been quite a special occasion for... Um, I guess the younger guys as well as the older guys in the squad uh, for Wales uh, because they know that they're going to go in there expecting a tough game against a, a good yeah. team um, and trying to come away with a win is 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 pretty difficult knowing that you're going up against yeah. some of the best players in the world. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, like a lot of a lot of the the girls are just used to playing like some of the Six Nations countries. Um, so and you rarely come up against like New Zealanders or Japanese unless you play them in a World Cup or or an Autumn Series. Um, and obviously they had a very good variety of like Canadians were thrown in there. We had some New Zealanders and stuff. So it was really good for the girls to like sort of get exposure to to how they sort of play as well. Um, so yes, it's a very good game to be involved in. Um, I feel like it would be quite cool to play for them as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a it's such a special occasion, isn't it? When you play for the Barbarians. Yeah, yeah. A lot of our like, I think, 
think three or four of our girls have played for them and they said it's probably one of the best one of the best bits about their rugby career so i guess in that respect it's almost like the same as playing for the lions because you're, you're not just playing mm. uh, for the same people in the same country as you you're playing for yeah. many different nationalities in different countries so you know mm. um it's a very special feeling and i've seen documentaries about it as well and it, it's very yeah. uh inspirational as well yeah um but yeah let's hope you get that that uh, yeah, yeah i hope so, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it'll be really exciting to see you back back there oh, playing for the barbarians uh once again maybe in the near future hopefully fingers crossed yeah, hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> um but um let's talk about uh obviously your, your experience both playing the sevens and fifteens for wales uh, yeah. In your personal opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges between the two? And do you sort of need to change anything in your training schedules, you know, leading up to a game day or maybe coming into camp maybe or um, a few training sessions each week? What, what's it like from your perspective? A lot more running. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also just the, for my position specifically, like so from, from a nine point of view, um physically not not really a lot changes because if you're in that sweeper role in 15s you you're kind of expected to make one-on-one -on -one tackles like sevens um and i have to run a fair bit in 15s anyway but i think in sevens you just seem to be out of breath so much quicker um and obviously your basic skills are highlighted a lot more in sevens like the game is based around catching passing and and tackling like really well um and in 15s you can kind of get away with missing a one-on-one -on -one. like if you you know needed to or not needed to but you can get away with it because you know you've got cover fairly close but in in sevens if you get stepped like it's nine times out of ten game over so <laughs> it's quite it's quite scary <laughs> yeah because i mean i've had uh sevens players on the pod before and they've that's the one thing they've mentioned is that there's a lot more running that they need mm -hmm. to do uh, compared to 15s. So yeah. you've got to cover more ground and you've got to cover more space. So, yeah. Um, but it's, I guess it's a lot more tough than 15s, I guess, in that respect. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, you normally play in, in hot climates as well. Um, so it's like you, the Dubai sevens and stuff, Dubai is a lot hotter than Swansea, so. Mm. It's kind of getting used to the heat element of of playing sevens because it is normally played in like your hotter countries. Even like Amsterdam is boiling. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> not good for that. Yeah, no. Tell me about it because I used to live in Dubai myself, and it is really, really warm. I can assure you. It's it's like a different heat, isn't it? It's like like it's different heat to like what you would get in like Spain on holiday or something. <laughs> Yeah. so uncomfortable it seems like it's 35 or 30, 40 degrees every day there yeah um but it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> mad. I, I couldn't cope with it um, um each day so yeah i know me um so you mentioned dave ward earlier <laughs> um now it's it, it was very exciting when i saw the news that he signed with bristol bears um as head coach and i was really excited because he's still he's still a young guy even though he's he's yeah. retired, 
game. He's still a young guy. I think he's only like 36 or 37, I think, more or less. Yeah. And... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I, know. I, I don't want to get it wrong either, so... <laughs> but... Um, in his 30s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, let's leave it at that. But, um, I mean, Dave Ward, right? Brilliant player back in his days. Um, played for England, played for a lot of clubs. Um, and for him to then be signing with you guys for the next season is very exciting because he's got a lot to offer. And I saw um, that behind the scenes uh, video that Bristol Bears put up the other day. And it, it seemed like he was really enjoying himself out there coaching the girls. Um, just really excited to get going, I guess, um, leading up to the new season. So mm -hmm. like um, working with him, you know, at this stage and, you know, leading up to a new season um, and how much of an impact has he made since coming in? He's definitely got the respect of, of the girls. I'd, I'd say that he's, um, and he's got very good ideas and he knows exactly how he wants to approach the season. Um, and I think that that's something we might have kind of struggled with in the past was just having that firm direction and, um, but he certainly he certainly gave us that, and you know Tom Luke has come in as as backs coach like slash assistant coach, and they they bounce off each other very well, and um, yeah, Bristol are gonna have a good season just because of who they've put in place because Dave Dave and Tom are good, they are really good to be fair to them, and they know their stuff, so it's it's exciting for the girls, yeah. Um, I also saw that Bristol signed Leanne Riley and Abby Ward as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, no surprise with Abby, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, two top-class players there. Uh, yeah. Coming to Bristol. I mean, that must have been really exciting for all the other girls in camp. Yeah, it's, it's especially, like, um, having having Abby in. Um I think they're in. They've been in England camp um, the last couple of weeks, um, so they're doing a block with them. But you know, they 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 flow around now and then, and um, yeah, it's it's great because you know we've only had Sarah Byrne and Amber Reed with us um, the past couple of years, um, who are like England contracted. So to have the more we can have, the 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 better it is, and they just push the standards. So it's it's great great for Bristol as a club. So yeah, they've. They've been good, yeah. Well, it, it looks like it's it's all coming into place for you guys uh, in you know preparing the start for next season, and um, it's looking very exciting for all you guys. So, very best of luck when when the season starts up again. You're back playing because um, mm. you know I mentioned this before to other other players who've been on the pod before about how with everything that we've had over the last year and a half with COVID yeah. and people not being able to get to games, etc. I think you guys are in, in such a great position because you're, you're playing rugby, you're training um, as well during the week, leading up to a game. And, uh, you know, you're setting a great example for all these younger people watching you guys play. So, yeah. um, and setting that, that, that good tone going forward. So, um, and it's really great to see you guys playing at the weekend because Mm. half of us maybe get bored on a Saturday and we, we <laughs> want to watch some rugby you know yeah. um, but we don't seem to really get that chance you know over the last year maybe apart from internationals and um, you guys yeah. playing on 15s etc so um, 
it's really good. It's really good to see that. So uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for what you what you guys have done and to all the other players and clubs out there um, as well. So because um, it's been really tough, it's been really tough over the last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just thank you so much for all all your hard work over the last year. Um, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a pleasure to get back into it and I think if you asked any of the girls they, they'd say exactly the same like they they, they love it so yeah it's, it's easy when you enjoy it <laughs> exactly yeah absolutely um, but yeah speaking of Bristol um, why was Bristol the, the club you, you wanted to sign for I think it was back in 2019 now that you first signed for them yeah, Kim. So Kim Oliver approached me back in back in 2019, and there was um, an an opportunity to just go across border, and you know, logistically, it's it's like the, the easiest one as well for for a lot of us um, coming coming across the uh, across the bridge. I think it's like an hour forty um, just to get to training. So. Logistically, it's probably one of the easiest, but the girls there are so welcoming and they're a great bunch. So, yeah, it was nice. And I think uh, quite a few of us signed at the same time. Um, so that was that was it was nice to just be around people you were familiar with as well, you know. Yeah, because I think it was there was four of you when you signed for mm. back in 2019. I think it was you, Lauren, uh, Manon as well. Yeah. And um, who was the other one? She won, is it? As well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a great photo of all four of you um, together oh, yeah. on the website. Yeah. I mean, it just looks brilliant. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I guess that's that's what a lot of people have said who've been on the pod before about how uh, this particular club is is quite close to them, or it's easier for them to get to, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just having that that team environment around you, you know, like. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of players that welcome you in with open arms and and help you along your way and, and along your journey and, and making it easier for you, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, like a lot of I think if you a lot of the girls that play for Wales are either based in Worcester, Gloucester, Bristol, and a few down in Exeter. So the four closest ones. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so for for any youngster listening to this, and I'm yeah. sure there are a few a fair few uh, <laughs> um they're probably thinking what sort of key traits do you need in order to become a good scrum half what do you what do you think um a, a good pass does is it doesn't go amiss but i mean if for off pitch i think you just like i'd like to think i'm quite a bubbly person but then I can be quite moody as well so it's just having a having a balance I guess and just there's always learnings like I'm I'm still learning my trait at you know like you said 35 caps in and whatever and I've been playing since I was roughly eight so and I'm still learning um so just always and this probably goes for every position but just always having that that open mind and nothing's ever sealed off or a closed book so just keep pushing and even the the basic skills as well like just keep drilling them and then you can always complicate drills if you need to and make them more game realistic but just have an open mind and just enjoy it while you do it because if you don't enjoy it then there's there's no point either um because then you'll just find it a tough slog so 
make sure you enjoy it and then it becomes easy to want to do it and become better at everything so yeah awesome awesome um now i, I saw um a news article must have been the other day or at least last week saying that um you were out of the game for at least five months mm. um so and then obviously you came back into the starting team for bristol um after your your injury uh, return um what what was it like i mean you know you're off for that long mm. and then you, you try to work so hard to then get back into starting team uh, mm. i mean talk me through the process of what it was like for for being off for that long and mm. then working your way back into the starting team what was it like it hard like so the injury that I, that I did was i think our first game against exeter at sandy park i um took my pel my tendon that is attached to my hamstring and pelvis i completely took that off the bone um so i had to have surgery so i went to london for for surgery and then started the rehab process with bristol and i couldn't have had a, a better medical and snc team like kate and gareth at, at bristol at a, a class and if i ever get injured again i want i want it to be with them um like touch wood that's not gonna happen but um but it was it was really really tough and like I've had injuries before and I've had an operation before but never had a hamstring injury mm. and like not even like a niggle or anything like that so I had no idea what what I was meant to feel like or how I even felt half the time and the first five weeks were probably the toughest because you know you were stuck in a brace the brace was so heavy like oh my god and I had to sleep in it, shower in it, and it was just horrific. And the easiest things that you like you can do now, so like even just going to the kitchen and getting a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, even that was hard because you couldn't, I couldn't carry it because I had crutches on and stuff. So the first five weeks were probably the hardest. And then coming out with a brace and being able to start doing like some running drills um, and again, then getting back under a barbell and just the process to strengthen the hammy um, was was quite tough. And get, then getting back into the rugby element of things, you know, I found probably the hardest part was probably the contact element of it, even though I, I didn't do it jackling or, or anything like that, or even running, like I got into the splits and someone fell on me. So it wasn't ideal, but... But because I didn't really do it doing anything specific towards rugby, but like you still kind of have that fear um, because that's 10, like how, trying to think what to say, like how that injury happens is normally in a jackal and getting cleaned out of a ruck. So then in my head, I was thinking, oh my God, what happens if that happens then? Um, but no, it's been, it's been really strong since. And like I said, Gareth and Kate were, were great with me at Bristol. So um, but it was it was tough. And then, like you said, come back into the starting 15. You know, I had a, a fairly good 35 minutes under my belt against Harlequins. Um, and then obviously went into into Welsh camp. Um, and then torn my syndesmosis. So had another operation like three weeks after it. So it was that was probably that that's probably what I found the toughest then, mm. because I didn't really have a chance to get over my hamstring 
before then doing something else. Um, so yeah, I struggled. I struggled with that, I'll be honest. And then sitting at home watching the Six Nations was not how I thought my my April slash March was going to go. <laughs> but yeah, it's so tough, isn't it? I mean, but it's just part of the game, I guess. In that mm. because anything could happen at any moment in the game. Yeah. Um, or even in training. You know, mm. to a game. So, um, but I'm glad that it's all fine. It's all all good to go now, I guess. So um, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, but five months. I mean, I I've not even been out for that long myself. If I when I've had injuries, so it's been about yeah. you know a few weeks, I guess, or a month at tops. Mm. Um, but it's never nice. It's never a nice feeling when you get that that experience. Um, yeah. Because it's very hard to work your way back into to training, then back into the squad, and yeah, absolutely yeah. It's a nightmare. So yeah, it is. It's it's so hard, and you don't. I think when I originally like done both of them, I was like, how am I gonna get back to what I was like before? Well, like the back. March two years ago now whatever it was but like I think it's just trust in the process like Gareth, Gareth was was great with me like he he pushed me and like there was I would turn up for some rehab sessions I was like I don't know if I'm ready for that like mm. change of direction that got me and I was like I don't know if I can do that yet and I, th- I think it's just having someone there who like just kind of believes in you in a way and be like no like you're ready for it um because if I had to do it on my own, like I, I probably, I probably would still be plodding along. Just, just it's a fear more than anything as well. Like, what happens if it happens again? Like, could it come off again? And it's just so much goes through your head. But yeah, yeah I probably had the best essence of medical care like I could have had. They're yeah, great. I don't know if um, that magical sidestep of yours was able to do it at that precise moment, but <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, overall, not a nice feeling. Uh, mm. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's good to see you um, as you are just now. You know, have you got any injuries, any niggles you've got at the moment, or are you all fine? Um, no, so I'm still like coming back from so most of my so obviously I did the ham hamstring back in November and then my ankle back in March um so I'm still kind of on my return to play slightly with with my ankle but I'm you know I've been fully training the last couple of weeks um with Bristol and I think I accidentally done my return to contact so I feel like I'm signed off now (laughs) so yeah yeah, I'm back I'm back fully training so that's the main thing and that was the main thing for me was just get get a good preseason under my belt um, and then just start the season fresh with no injuries, touch wood, leading into World Cup. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so if you weren't a rugby player, what other sport would you have loved to do? Do you know, because the Olympics is on now and you see all these sports, you're like, oh, yeah, I could do that. But you definitely can't. Um I used to play like football and stuff when I was younger, but never really like, I was quite hit and miss. Sometimes I would swing and miss the ball, you know, mm-hmm. but sport wise, I really like skiing. So I think if I wasn't, if I wasn't playing rugby and didn't have, didn't need my limbs, mm-hmm. I would like to go 
on like as many skiing holidays as, as possible, to be honest. Um, so I quite like that. But then, oh, I don't know. That's a, that's a different, I don't know if I'm really good at anything else, to be honest. Um, I'm quite good at putting in golf. Nice. I can't do, I can't tee off and I can't do the middle bit. Yeah. But then I can, I can put the ball in the hole. Yeah, you can put the ball <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Me and Happy Gilmore would make a really good, partnership because he was quite bad at putting wasn't he oh yeah so i could do the putting he's like all the way down here and yeah then... <laughs> i could do that bit yeah yeah um that, that's pretty cool when you said skiing because i i've been skiing myself but i found it absolutely terrifying <laughs> um but i'm willing to give it another crack so yeah um, just no cool. plow all the way and it'd be fine yeah yeah i think i should just do that next time i do it so oh god just go up skiing yeah. Just sit at the top of the mountain and drink. <laughs> That's best. I can just picture it now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Um, now, do you have any pre-match rituals? Oh. I have to wear my socks down. Yeah. Always. Um, I went through this really weird phase back in, in 20... 2016 where I'm, I like kind of convinced everyone that I needed to eat Reese's peanut butter cups right. before every game okay. um, and when we played Ireland away I couldn't find any so our team manager actually went out to buy me Reese's peanut butter cups I definitely didn't didn't need them before the game but I like told everyone like I can't play unless I have them mm. and people take it really seriously <laughs> so she literally just went out and got me something. I just sat in the change room to eat in Reese's peanut butter cups. It's probably why I was slow though, to be fair. <laughs> now I now I look back, I was like, it's probably probably did me no favors. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably the only only one I have, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I like to listen to Sia. Nice. nice. So I have to I have to listen to at least like two or three Sia songs. Yeah. Beef before I go out to warm up. What, what's and your number I'm... one favorite song? Sia song or just in general? Sia song. Let's go with Sia. Okay. Probably Unstoppable. Yeah. And then my second would be, oh, what's it called? Um, the one that says, I've got stamina in her. What's that one go like? Oh, um, She's running out of breath, but she's got stamina. What was that? <laughs> it's been a while since I've listened to Sia. Um, I'm sure many people will know, listen to this or watch it. I have to lock a um, spot. I... <laughs> remember off the top of my head. Oh, I hate when this happens. Yeah. Yeah. To find Unless it you've now. Got your phone. Yeah, I'm going to have to have a look. Because, uh, <laughs> um... Oh, I don't know. Where's that then? Oh, I can't find it. No. Oh, oh no, now there's pressure on me, isn't that? <laughs> I normally like that one. Yeah. The one where she's... Oh, is it The Greatest? No, wait, that's not that long. No, that's a different one, I think. No, it's a different one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but I like the one where she says she's got stamina, because then I'm like, oh, yeah, on the pitch, I've got stamina. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, revert it back. And then I'll just pick a random one then to finish off. Yeah. 
Um, well, yeah. if I know it, if I know it in the next couple of hours or so, or if you have to send it, this to me. I'll, I'll mess with you. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I know which one you're talking about. So, yeah. It's such a popular song. I can't think why I wouldn't know the name of it. Oh, me too. I'm just so disappointed I don't know it off the top of my head. I know, I mean, it's one of my favourites. <laughs> oh, does anyone does anyone else have, um, you know, good taste? I mean, well, not good taste, but but like, <laughs> um, does anyone play those tunes in the gym and then people go like, just don't put that on, just don't play it? I'm probably that person, to be fair. Really? Shuan hates my song choices in the gym because I like... I like like cheesy hits or like the 80s that I can sing to. Yeah. And she she hates it. Like I played Mika the other day. Uh-huh. And she wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say Robin Wilkins probably has the best playlist for like pre-game changing rooms. Uh-huh. She's she always picks really good ones. Her, Gwen Crab is is a close second. Mm. So I've heard tunes, actually. They are pretty good. Yeah. So, um, and she's been on the pod before, and I, I'm pretty sure we talked about that when she came on. Uh, oh, music, yeah, probably. You <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah, it, it must be. Um, it, it, but it seems like there's a lot of uh, bromance, I guess, between you and Shuan <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, uh, yeah, there is. She she loves me. <laughs> it seems like it, yeah, because I watch all the all these videos uh, of you guys training together as a group, and you and her are like the closest uh, together. I mean, you yeah. just together so much and enjoy each other's company. I'm sure you, as as you do with many other teammates. Yeah, um, she was definitely going to be the closest day. Yeah, like we both. Well, we both we both living in in Swansea. Um, so we both travel travel up to Bristol together. So we take it in turns um, driving and stuff. So we see each other like three times a week. And then if we have like an extra running session to do, we'll see each other there. But it's like, it's for a long period of time. Um, so we get, we've, yeah. We, well, we knew each other anyway, because we played like, um, we played for skewing together um, and then Swansea. And then we both went to, went to Bristol and obviously... We've both been in the in the setup with Wales for near enough about the same time. So we get we've gotten to know each other really well. Um and I think it's just elevated in the last like three years when we have to spend even more time together. But I don't think she would have it any other way, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. She's she's brilliant. She's um I do, I love Shuan, yeah. Yeah, it seems like she's a, a brilliant captain as well on game day. She is encouraging everybody uh, to keep going and do their best and, you know, uh, try to get a result at the end of the day. And I think she does well to mm. motivate the rest of the girls around her and, and, you know, help them along the way as well. Yeah, she's she's very good, yeah. She, she always knows what to say, I think. Um, and she's she's very much team first. Yeah. So she could she could be having like a bit of a down day or stuff, but then she's she's always the one to then like, get everyone else going and make sure everyone else is feeling right. So yeah, yeah, she's she's a good one. Um, we've got a few more questions here. Um, mm-hmm. 
before you go off on your amazing journey down to the beach and have a nice <laughs> day there uh, to kickstart the day. But um, what would be your uh, your perfect weekend if you weren't in camp, if you weren't doing any rugby during the week? What would be your perfect weekend? Okay, go for brunch. Yeah. Get a tattoo somewhere. Nice. <laughs> um, probably go to the sea at some point. Yeah. But only if it's sunny. Um, and then a barbecue or an Indian. Indian barbecue if it's sunny, Indian if it's raining. Fair play, fair play. Um, speaking of tattoos, how many tattoos do you have? I rallied them up the other day and I think it's 19. Oh, wow. Nice. But I've booked my 20th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's coming in the next couple of weeks. Are you able to show us one on, on camera? Are you happy showing one? Um, yeah, I have a few. This is my first cap. The oh, date nice. of my first cap. I think it's upside down, but... And then this is one of the most recent ones. I had a kind of a turtle tattooed on my finger. And then I've just got some on my arms and some silly ones dotted about then as well. So if, if you're listening on Spotify, guys, we'll have to go over to YouTube to see that, uh, obviously, because you can't see it when you are yeah. on Spotify. But um, yeah, nice. Nice mm. tattoos. Um, 19, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think I, I got my first one when I was 18 and now I'm 24. And I just have kept adding adding to them. It's like a hobby, a very expensive hobby <laughs> that, I, that I can't afford to have. But I do it anyway. I love how you're so honest about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, those tattoos are really cool, actually. The turtle and um, the other one as well. I mean, it's just brilliant. It's really brilliant. Thank um, you. But um, so this is a... Uh, I guess one of the really important questions that I wanted to ask you. Uh, okay. Because, because I've asked this, I think, before to many other people who've been on the pod before, and uh, they've sometimes they've given different answers, maybe the same answer before, but um, when you represent your country mm. at the top level, um, you know, around the world, and uh, you, you travel to many places, I, I, I assume, and you, you play in front of crowds, um, anywhere in the world. I mean, what, how, how do you deal with nerves? How do you deal with nerves re representing your country? I kind of thrive off it, I think. So like when we play France away, yeah, they always have a massive crowd hmm. and you, you can't hear anything. So if I wanted to speak to like one of the tens or something, I would have to physically walk. Like we couldn't just get away with shouting something. We'd have to physically like walk up to each other and like try and have a, a bit of a conversation about what it is we want or see in or something. Um, so I think playing playing in front of a crowd, even if it, they're not essentially cheering for you, I quite like that feeling. And I would I would rather play in a in a stadium that's full of people than one that's like half full or near enough empty. Um, so I quite like the nerves. Um, but then I get nervous more in the changing rooms. And then once I get out and do my do the warm-up, um, they they settle fa fairly quickly. And because I'm such good friends with, with a lot of the girls in the team, 
that makes me feel better as well. Mm. So like in and around the hotel, I would just go to people I feel comfortable around. So like Karen or Shuan, mm-hmm. I, I spend my time with them because they make me feel less nervous. Yeah. Um, so we kind of like bounce off each other then. And because we spend so much time together away from rugby as well, I think that helps. Um, so that when we're in camp, we can try and stay quite calm and not necessarily think about what's about to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I've just rambled a bit there, but I don't know if that makes any no, sense. No, no, it's, it's absolutely fine. I completely understand. Um, yeah, because it's always good having your close friends by you and, and helping you along the way and making things a lot easier for you as well. Yeah. Um, but it's such a big occasion because you're representing hmm. everyone within Wales. Um, and it's really awesome. It's really good knowing that all the stuff you've done when you're younger getting into the game then working your way through when you're getting older and then getting to that stage of representing your country I mean that's it's fantastic it really is fantastic yeah I it's it's great and I I love playing for Wales and I love the group of girls that I get to do it with so I think I'm really fortunate and you know we've got a big year coming up with with World Cup and stuff so you know, we didn't have the best Six Nations we would have liked, but hopefully now we're just going to be on an upward, to is it trajectory? Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, we're going to be on one of them. So hopefully it can't get much worse. It can just get better. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wish you and the, and the girls all the very best. Um, oh, thank you. Leading up to that. So, um, but speaking of... Uh, what you want to achieve as a player next in your career. I mean, this is the last question I want to, I want to finish on. Hmm. Um, what is the next goal you want to achieve in your rugby career? Um, stay on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> last, more than, last more than two games. Yeah. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, I'd, I don't think I would be satisfied unless I become the best that I can be um and just and not just the best the best nine in Wales but the the best nine in in the Prem um and just one of the ones that people are like oh shit like oh I can't can't swear can I sorry let it out let it out if it's deep inside you just let it out (laughs) my mum will talk to me (laughs) just one of them nines that people are like all right we're playing wheels now like their nine is is sharp like she's good yeah and just oh someone that other teams are, are aware of and kind of worry about I think and just be that sort of player and just I think and like the next Olympics, maybe like this one was a, was a write off, but the next Olympics as well, which is is only in three years time now. So push for that and yeah, just be the best player I can be for myself and then for for Wales and for club rugby as well. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. Well, I hope um, everything goes well for you in the next uh, few years or maybe even beyond that as well, because um there's a lot you've you've achieved as a player so far and i'm sure you will achieve many other things um moving forward in your career so uh, oh, thank very, you very best of luck with that um but thank you so much I, I really appreciate your time coming on this morning and chatting with us um and uh i would love to stay in touch um i'd love to have you back on again 
Um, I think it'd be quite quite a cool idea if we get some of the the other Bristol Bears uh, girls on as a yeah. group, and then maybe do something a little bit fun, maybe a quiz or maybe you know something like that uh, together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, let's stay in touch, Kira, because it'd be amazing to have you back on and um, and talk some more. Um, yeah, of course. In your future. Um, so big thank you for coming on, and I really appreciate no your time. Problem. Thank you for having me.